Can you hear me? Hello. 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 Goodbye. My name is Kaivon. Okay. Hello. Goodbye. Um, I listened to this podcast called Sexy Unique Podcast, mm-hmm. one of my favorite pods. Um, it was like about Vanderpump Rules initially, mm-hmm. but it's like kind of branched into like other shows and pop culture. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, what do they talk about in the in the breaks? They talk about other shows um, and they're recapping and just like that. Okay. And there's the finale of and just like that. I heard Homegirl last came back. week. Homegirl Samantha Jones. And she got paid to she be She got there. paid allegedly at least $1 million. It, if that is true, would be the, the most expensive cameo any show has ever done. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but um, Sexy Unique Podcast, the hosts like made this joke. They're like, Samantha's return was like, because it, it's a phone call. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even interact with is any... Is her face on screen? Her face is on screen. She's like in the back of a car. And the hosts always joke that it's like... She's like, hello? Goodbye. That's, those were her lines? <laughs> it was like... But it essentially was just that. Like the whole cameo was maybe one minute. And it was her on the phone with Carrie in the back of the car. She was like, oh, Carrie, I can't make it to your party. I'm stuck at the airport. Goodbye. What was there falling out in real life that caused all of this? I'm dying to know. Oh, so no one knows. I'm dying to know. I'm also dying to know what happened between her and the, like, creator of the show, Michael Michael Patrick King, because there's beef. Interesting. Um, So why do you... Well, I know why she agreed to do it. it. It paid that much. Imagine doing one minute of screen time and having your bills paid for a year. Yeah. I don't know. I doesn't look like she's going to come back for season three, but maybe she's like playing hardball. So she gets like $10 million for the whole season. Would they give her her own spinoff? I wish. Is she like a worthy enough character? Good enough actress? I wish. Okay. Samantha's just one of those iconic characters. And also Carrie's really pissing me off as usual. Right. She got a kitten and named it Shoe. Shoe. Like like shoe or like a, something you put over a sock? That both. They're spelled differently. Right. But she made the joke. She's like, so I can be like shoe, but also I love shoes. Oh. And then in the in the finale, spoiler alert. If you care. Um, <laughs> so she's backdating her hot ex, Aiden, after her Oof. husband died. This Aiden is also like 10 feet tall. Um, right. All of them are. I mean, it, it <laughs> appears that way. But they're like dating and his son, who's like a fuck up, and he's like 14. Like, Can you be a fuck up at 14? Be real. I mean... Actually, that's so funny because I think that that that's still time. But his son like takes mushrooms and gets drunk and drives a truck into a tree and like breaks his collarbone. That sounds like half the kids in my school. So I'm like, so Aiden's like, okay, we can't date. Like we have to like break up and I can't come visit you and you can't come visit me for the next five years. For the sake of his child? Because he wants to spend more time with his children. Okay, good dad. Um. But Saying I'm like, so you can be a good dad is probably what most men should do. But I also think like they have a mom as well that is also like a very involved, like a good parent. So for me, I'm like, so he shouldn't be held 
to that same standard? No, I'm just saying that they have joint custody and split uh-huh. their time equally. So why can't he still date Carrie oh, yeah. on the weeks that he doesn't have his kid? Hmm. But he's like, I can't even come see you on the weeks that I don't have my kid just in case he does something chaotic. Hmm. And to me, I was like, she could at least come visit you, you know, <laughs> if, if you don't want to leave the state because your kid might take oh, shrooms they're, again. They're, okay, got it. Like they're There's a long distance. distance. Involved, yeah. So you have to break up with her just in case your kid might do something. Well, I mean, that's probably the mature thing to do. If Maybe. he's like, I can't invest too much time. And then to ask someone to, to make up that difference is not. Mm-hmm. I'm in his corner, I think. You That's interesting, interesting take. I don't know him. I don't know the context <laughs> of the show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is. He is being a good dad. But I also think like. And a responsible partner, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But I think that he he could at least let her come visit him. Also, would you date Carrie? No. Okay, then. <laughs> Sometimes I fear I am Carrie. <laughs> really? No, I don't think I am. I don't think you. I don't know. But I think I'm a. Um, actually, it's so funny. Um, my friend Antoinette like did. She, she and her friend like did, um, like astrology charts for. All of us all based the, on oh, the okay. like Sex of the City characters. And I guessed mine like the exact one that she put it down. I think I'm a Miranda Sun, Charlotte Moon, Carrie Rising. <laughs> right. You, are, you have been such a good sport coming with me on my Sex in the City journey. I don't know, know how to interact care. with that. Oh, I was supposed to ask you before we get started. Um, can I park on your street? Yeah. <laughs> You're good. You are good until six. Okay, I found the last available spot and we <laughs> I realized that I had not saved a spot for you. I had come home and then conked out into one of those like hellish right. post opening shift naps. I'm glad you resurrected yourself for your I mean for me. barely breathing. I got into the apartment, we're here. I finally figured out how to like let like buzzer people in. I couldn't, I didn't figure it out for so long, but you did it. So you didn't even check if it was me. You just let me I in. I figured. You're right. You're right. Should we get started? We should. Hello, everybody. My name's Taylor. My name is Kaivon. And welcome back to another episode of. No, no follow-up, follow-up questions. questions. The show where we talk about the booms, the bangs, and the blunders of living through your 20s. Me we need ew. to start workshopping a new tagline. You think so? Look. What? Every night when I fall asleep, I have these notions of grandeur of, of taking this podcast seriously. <laughs> I was talking to my coworker today, and I was telling her that I that she's like, oh, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh, my friend's coming over, and we were recording our podcast. And she's like, how many listeners do you have? And I'm like, why do people always, they're so nosy. My God. Two. <laughs> <laughs> we have at least 16 on a good day. <laughs> on a good day. If it's a really salacious episode title. Mm-hmm. Showing hole on the podcast. Clickbait. We've never titled it that, have we? No. Sometimes it's late at night and I do blackout when I'm editing this. Mm-hmm. Not from alcohol, just from the, the pure joy of being a podcast owner. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I can't be held responsible. But yeah, for what I say and do. Um, I watched Ticket to Paradise this weekend. What is that about? Um, it is about, so it has, what's her name? Caitlin Deaver mm. from Booksmart fame. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it has George Clooney, Papa. Oh, wow. And Julia Roberts, Mama. I, I vaguely remember seeing like promos for this movie, mm-hmm. but can you give us a refresher? It's kind of old. So plot? from the, the trailer, you wouldn't even know that Caitlin Deaver's in the movie. Oh. But essentially she graduates law school, Slime. goes to Bali on like a post-graduation Nice. Celebration. Yeah, good for her. And falls in love in the span of two months. She was and starved. decides to get married. She was starved for affection, mm-hmm. studying, for long dick. hours. Yeah. No dick the whole To be time. fair, the, the fiance was a very pretty man. Mm. Um, but throwing away your life, what she, you did, like your degree. And oh, she's... I thought she was like, I graduated law school. Now I'm going to get me some like arm candy. It was, she got there and the line was like, I'm so out of balance. And then it cuts to the parents finding out Mm -hmm. that she now doesn't want to be a lawyer in the States. She wants to live in Bali with her new husband. Uh, Soon to be husband. Um, So the the plot then follows that divorcees who... Uh, Clooney and Roberts don't remember their <laughs> names, but they they were together and it was like a big deal that they broke up. Mm. Um, and so like it follows them trying to work as a team to get their daughter to not oh. like do a shotgun wedding like this. That's kind of fun. It is a fun premise and it it starts as like a rom-com, but it doesn't actually make me laugh at any point. What I want to talk about there's this notion in the film, the film, that, the film, and this might be part of that culture, I'm not sure, but um, that a marriage is successful when you bring together, it's like location, timing, and circumstance. Oh. And so if you, if you, you meet each other at the wrong time, not going to work. If you're not in the right place, I guess it could be figurative or metaphorical. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. Or if the circumstances aren't right, like you don't have the blessing of your parents, <laughs> mm-hmm. then you can't get it. And so mm-hmm. I thought that would be fun to talk about for, yeah. for a sec. Because mm-hmm. men date, according to proximity and timing. I believe that. You believe that. <laughs> but also... I don't really subscribe to the notion of like soulmates, like your one true partner. Sure. I think we've talked about that a little bit. Yeah. I think that like you could be compatible to varying degrees with a lot of people Mm -hmm. throughout your life. Mm -hmm. And if you just, if you like meet someone who you align with on most stuff, and they have a good personality. You guys have fun together. Mm-hmm. Chemistry's good. Like, you can make it work if you have, like, the necessary relationship skills. Mm. Um, I also think, like, you can be, like, m- it's possible to have, like, varying degrees of compatibility but still be, like, happy. Like, I think if it's important to you to, like, like I'm thinking of like if you're part of like a religious group or like a culture in which you want to get married really young, mm-hmm. you could marry somebody from your hometown and like 
that might not be the per you, you might be like 60% compatible with them, but like you can make a good life versus like maybe you would have to wait longer and date more people to get to somebody who you're like 80% compatible with. Hmm. But it's like a trade off. If it's important to you to get married at a certain time, then you then you might pick someone that you're like a little bit less compatible with because you want to get married. I also think that like, yeah, men specifically, this is also something bringing you back to sex in the city. <laughs> you're in deep. <laughs> they talk about um, like men are like taxi cabs. Like oh. once if their light is off, if they don't want a relationship, they're not going to pick up anybody. You could be like the best woman, the best person, like so hot, beautiful, like smart, kind, whatever. Sure. But if they're not looking for a relationship, they're not going to be with you. Okay. But the second their light is on, that they want to be in a relationship, they're going to pick up the first like decent looking person or like decently compatible person they can find. Okay. But that, I'm like, is, is that, that bad? bad? <laughs> is that bad? I think I think a like, lot of a relationship is just wanting it to work and putting effort into it. Also, f- f- switch it. If it yeah. were a woman who didn't want to be in a relationship and then decided they want to be, I understand there's the yeah. notion that like, there's this feeling that women have to wait until a man is ready, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which, if you can look at it like that, and not to say that that's not some people's experience, but like, I don't think it it's that bad to, to know that that's how people date. I sometimes yeah. think I participate. I'm a man, so you absolutely. I also think you might participate in this sometimes. Really? Mm-hmm. I've seen. I, we both went through the the ons and offs of dating together. Yeah. And I've I've seen people. To some extent, like we both found people that fit fit the bill mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Neither of them are perfect for us. That's true. Do you know what I mean? No, no one is going to no, be exactly. perfect for you. Yeah, literally, exactly. Um, but like, I think the the thing that like anchors my relationship is the fact that we're like both committed to it. Sure. And that is different than any other relationship I've been in. I think the whole taxi cab analogy m- might become or does become problematic when the person that they're picking up is just, it could be anybody. Yeah. And that's That's where it becomes an issue for me. It's an oversimplification. Sure. For sure. I mean, but I think that comes up to to you in a relationship to be like, why are you dating me? Mm -hmm. Not in an insecure way, but like, do you want to be in a relationship or do you want to be in a relationship with me? That's hard. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'd rather ask that question and find out than. Yeah. You know, but also like that is hard to isolate. Sure. Because it's not as if the way you date is like you are presented with like every person who meets your criteria. It's it's not like I think apps give you the the false sense of that you're presented with all the available options mm-hmm. and you just have to pick one that is the best. Right. But in reality, you are dealing with the stuff that's like, do you want to be in a relationship at this time? Is your lifestyle and the rest of like your commitments conducive to forming a relationship at this time? Do you think you as a dating partner are the same independent of who you're dating? 
not the relationship itself because i i oh, believe that like am i the same girlfriend uh, yeah with different people and whether or not you relate to that, that to actual mm. past experiences that's mm-hmm. up to you on this podcast but like yeah that's a really good question um I also haven't been in a relationship for a really long time. So I think like the way I'm behaving now is just different because, because you are different. I'm older. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I'm really sensitive to like, I'm an empath. I'm just kidding. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> no, but it's like, I think I'm, I'm very like, like hyper aware of like people's fluctuations and whatever. And like, so that's I think something I'll always have. Mm. Um, I, I think I'm pretty like affectionate, and always have been, and always have been. Okay. Like I'm very like touchy, and I'm very like words of affirmation girly. Um, I think I feel more like stable now, mm-hmm. so I think I'm less less crazy why don't you say that a little more confidently i'm less crazy (laughs) okay um because i think just in this case i have like no reason to be like whenever i try it like doesn't really get anywhere i also doubt you were crazy to begin with Mm -hmm. but sometimes people give me a little bit more like more (laughs) like more room to be crazy so i can really Hmm. be my craziest self (laughs) but here it's like a little bit less a little bit less so so that's kind of like, I feel like I, I, I mean, I think we all kind of compare or at least notice similarities between romantic experiences, Yeah. whether or not you've been in a, a lifelong relationship or you've just dated or even with people that you have crushes on. It's like, there are patterns in my life that I've recognized. I also know that the way I interact with like deep scary emotion Mm. i.e. love that has changed drastically since my last partner prior Mm -hmm. to the one i'm with now and i just think that i wonder sometimes how that has colored me moving forward yeah because there are things that i do now or won't do now or I'm a little more hesitant to do now because of a past relationship. Mm-hmm. Not in the like, I still have a, a like a tender wound, not kind of like that, but it's like I have shaped my body to not be vulnerable in that way. Yeah. This was something that I kind of began thinking about when I took like a group therapy class mm. this summer. And part of our coursework was like, we each would take a turn leading a session. Mm -hmm. And one of my classmates led a session where we talked about regret. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking about like, how I could have done without a lot of my dating experiences. Mm. Because I know I kind of like to be like, oh, I learned something from every person. Like I don't have any regrets, but I think I could have, like, I could have, like, learned these lessons without being hurt because there's also, like, a downside to that. It's, like, that scar tissue that builds. And now being in, like, a healthier 
place and a healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. it's like I kind of have to navigate around that where like I think I could have been okay had I not been hurt in those ways. That's interesting you say that because I think when I was a little more immature, Mm -hmm. I might look at other people that don't have as much dating experience or have never Mm -hmm. been in a serious relationship or Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. And my tendency might be to look at them as like, oh, you have a lot of lessons to learn. Yeah. Which statistically that might be true for some people, right? You learn a lot of lessons via dating and you learn a lot Mm -hmm. about who you are with the person by being with the person. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say you can't learn essentially the same lessons I have by going some other path. Yeah. But like, it's certainly non-traditional to learn like, how to not be toxic in a relationship by not being in a relationship. It's not impossible, but it's like, yeah, well, I think more, I, I I'm not so learning, meaning those like skills, sure. like how to behave. It's more, I'm thinking about like speaking personally. It's my tendency to kind of like pick things apart to be like, and like have a hard time accepting like security because I've been in like volatile situations Mm -hmm. or situations that ended really abruptly. And then that like left me really like exposed. And, but like now I, I wish that I could just kind of relax a little bit Mm -hmm. into the reality of what's happening versus being like on edge. And I think if I had maybe like not been in those bad situations, like I would be able to, like I, I could have, I don't have to, I wouldn't have to like bypass the, the scars or like the past, like the shadows of that. Sure. <laughs> like less obstacles to have to work through. Yeah. yeah. But then maybe, maybe I wouldn't have like the self-awareness or communication skills that I like learned. I don't know. Can I play devil's advocate? Yeah. What if those obstacles that are now there because of the scar tissue are what are causing you to slow down and and build something that feels healthy. Maybe. That could be real. Um, <laughs> that could be real. I also think in this relationship I, I'm I'm a little bit like more clear sighted because I feel I think I'm more more more, more objective. Okay. Because I don't feel so duh on edge. Okay. Babe, I hope you're listening he's not. <laughs> I hope he is listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, I feel like, okay, so since we've gone to recording every other week mm-hmm. and you got two jobs and started school, yeah. I see you significantly less than before. No. And I know nothing has changed for real, for real, but like, I need like a quick. Yeah. What's, what's Taylor's life like? Update what's changed? my life. What, what are you reading? What are you listening to? Like, um... What's got, what's gripping your attention span? Yeah. I mean, it is, I feel like, yeah, I'm not, I'm in a little like break from school. So okay. I've just been like slinging What lattes. time is it? Right. Um, but okay. I actually saw this movie this past weekend with my boyfriend that I think might be like the best movie of all time. What movie? Okay. So it is a Bollywood film Okay. called triple r wait wait wait! i wanted to watch that so bad no it, one wanted to watch it with me i at first did not want to watch it it won a oscar for like best 
original dance or something like that? Yeah, it's also like, you know, the high... Okay, I'm on the Wikipedia page. It's the highest opening day, like, of any Indian film. Right. And it's genuinely... Like, it... I feel like Bollywood film might be, like, a genre I'm more interested in exploring because at every turn, this movie gagged me there's a theatricality yes to it uh-huh. that i was simply obsessed with <laughs> it's three hours long okay we watched it in two installments okay what did you watch it on like how can i watch this netflix really yes work it's on netflix um it's about these two like revolutionaries mm-hmm. and like British occupied India and the time period it's a little fuzzy to be honest fuzzy as in they don't explain it or it doesn't make sense it's like sometimes something will be like I'm not I'm not positive that this is that this like piece of clothing is like totally a period but slay nonetheless um nonetheless we slay and it's like about this there's this one guy um Beam, who's from this like like village in the jungle, and this like colonial British governor and his wife come through, and she's like, "I want this little girl to come home with me and do my henna every day." And so they like steal Almost this girl away from the village. Very Knightley, Violet Beauregard. Of Thank you. you. Um, it's also hysterical. Like all the white people in the film, like they simply have to play like the most horrible like versions of british people which i thought was like kind of really funny funny. like (laughs) like it was they were just like so awful um we need more villains that are yeah their whiteness is the villainy it was all yeah it was kind of like interesting to be like oh okay like (laughs) this is (laughs) all the the white people are awful and then there's one girl who's not awful who's white and she's but she's like kind of white savior a little bit Mm. white savior barbie so then they steal this little girl away. And so this guy like has to go find her and goes to the big city. And then meanwhile, mm-hmm. another guy is like, he's a little bit a cab. He infiltrates the police force. Um, and they don't, they meet and become besties. Okay. Besties. They're hanging out every day. They're like both insanely strong and like insanely like good at fighting. And they like, save this little boy from a train collision. And they're like truly besties. There's like montages of them like rowing out. But then they realize, oh my God, you're a fugitive. You're a police officer. And they feud. But there are dance numbers. There's singing. The fight sequences. Like I usually don't care for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it was crazy how many... They kept like upping the fight sequences. Like there were like shocking ways to kill people even after three hours. <laughs> it was the the performances by the two main guys, absolutely superb. Great at acting, dancing, singing, fighting, both hot. It's it, unreal. I feel it was such a shame that it got the recognition that it did and still so many people don't know about it just because it's an Eastern yeah. movie. I mean, I didn't know about it until we watched it. It was, I was like a little drunk by the time we finished it, Great. but I was at the point where I was like, this is the best movie that's ever been made. 
Movies are back. Movies are back. And speaking of movies being back, <laughs> we saw another film that might also be the best movie ever made. There's there's been a few hitters this summer. Mm-hmm. And the we'll talk about this one. We watched Bottoms. It came out this last week. Bottoms, it can you give me the actors' names? Um, okay, so it is directed by Emma Seligman, stars right. Rachel Sennett mm-hmm. and Ayo Edebiri. Mm-hmm. Not confident I pronounced anybody's name correctly in those three, those three women. <laughs> what? We got their first names. <laughs> Emma, Rachel, and Ayo. Right. Hey, you guys are awesome. Um, it was the, also produced by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. It was directed by Rachel as well, who starred in it. Uh, she, she, she wrote it, sorry. It and, and wrote it, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, And so it's about, brief synopsis, Ayo and Rachel play two, like, kind of like loser lesbians. Mm-hmm. And they're in high school. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, this year, we're going to get pussy. It's going to happen this year. Which is also, like, very relatable. I don't know if you felt like this. Like, every year, I'm like... Okay, this year, I'm going to be, like, so cool, so hot. Like, I'm going to get a boyfriend this year. This was us at the beginning of this year. They're like, we're both going to be women. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God, stop. (laughs) Literally. Stop. Um, But they go to this, like, high school where, like, the the football players, like, run the school. Mm -hmm. And what is his name, Nicholas? Nicholas. I don't know his last name. He, he's the, he's the guy that just starred in Red, White, and Royal Blue. Mm-hmm. And also... Um, he's in a really popular TV show, too. He is popping off. Right. Also, and then the football player's best friend is played by one of my former classmates, Miles Fowler. Shout right. out. <laughs> who also is so funny. But these two girls are like, we're going to get pussy this year. And they like want to date these like really hot, popular girls who kind of like don't know them. Right. But then the two girls like have this like lie that they went to juvie and then kind of start like this fight club where all the the like girls learn self-defense but they really just like beat the shit out of each other (laughs) which is like so funny um so campy the dialogue is so funny it it's it's really really smart and well-timed everyone acted their asses off everybody was really on the same page tonally right which Made it so enjoyable. I it took me the full length of the movie to fully suspend my disbelief, and really? I want to talk about this for a second. Yeah, I think this movie, looking back on it, they reduced the characters down to almost caricatures of what you might see in a high school. The yeah, football jocks were like that was they literally <laughs> were always in football pads. They're full, they're full pads. The cheerleaders were the hot they were hot and that they were like the uh-huh. the the objects to be gained if mm-hmm. you will to reduce women down to objects. No, like, but it, it was also funny to see like, It was funny to see like um women looking at other women through kind of like the way men look at women. Exactly. I like a little bit loved that. Right. Because at one point, like, Kaya Gerber's in it. Right. Who is actually really funny. Yes. I thought she did a good job. Unexpected that... I don't know if she acted. <laughs> Me neither. Um, but Rachel Sennett, like, really wants to date her. And then there's, like, one point where Ayo's like, do you even like her and know <laughs> anything about her? Or is she just, like, a status symbol to you? And mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Like, we're really, like, playing with, like, gender and sexuality here and flipping these... Like, it's kind of like a bro movie like if the if the two main 
characters were guys, it would be like Barry Jonah Hill. Right. But I thought it was so smart, so funny. Every like two minutes, there was a line that made us all be like, (laughs) 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 Well, we watched it with our friend Sierra, who was Mm -hmm. also like a film critic extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. So to sit next to Sierra and Taylor whilst Mm -hmm. it was happening, I was like elevating out of my seat we were gagged but this this movie the anything bollywood in my mind where they're like they're a car is flipping and then the door opens and he just walks out of the car as the car flips away like you have to in a way that a lot of other movies have like taken themselves far too seriously in the past Mm -hmm. five years a return to just stupidity and like a small ensemble cast that like does everything Mm -hmm. and you can reduce things down to just be fun and like stupid. Yeah. It it reminded me of like a two thousands rom-com. When you stop asking yourself, does this make sense? sense? (laughs) Why would they be doing this? Then you can start enjoying films. And I don't think every film deserves that. Right. Right. When, when a movie gets it right, and like you, you finally get your audience on board. It is like so, so rewarding. Mm-hmm. But I think that almost takes more talent than making a, a movie that makes sense. <laughs> right. Because then you have to fu- like fully create an immersive world. Well, and it's like, how do you give enough information so people know what the fuck is happening? But, you know, otherwise yeah. it looks like student work, you know, or it like looks like it's not well thought through. It's those little details, I think. Like there's this really hilarious... Um, moment like there's they're in the cafeteria and then <laughs> football players sit at this like long dining table with like, like white tablecloth yeah. yeah and then behind them is like like a looks like a painting from the Sistine Chapel and it's like the quarterback David was it his face <laughs> yeah I didn't realize that <laughs> so just like little things like that you're like you kind of can <laughs> tap into the world because it's like those goofy things everywhere it was so good mm-hmm. i really loved it um also summer of ao for sure what else has she been in theater camp oh, i haven't seen that did you watch it N- me neither let's go watch it i'd love to watch it okay um she's also in the bear which is like she i think she got an emmy nomination good for her she's like i mean rachel was just in the idol yeah I refuse to watch that. I refuse though. to watch that, but like good for her. <laughs> and I read a, a piece from Variety, I believe, like interviewing all three of them. Okay. And I didn't realize like they had all known each other since their NYU days. They were all in college together and have been like writing and creating comedy and doing stuff together for many years. So There's so many like big hitters that come out of NYU. Didn't Tim Tim come out of NYU? What? Tim Tim. Didn't he go there? Yeah. And Adam Driver? He went to Juilliard. <laughs> oh, running across Manhattan with his gallon of water and a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Is this a story that you're referencing? It sounds vaguely familiar. There are reports of him running across, like, to get to campus. Uh-huh. And he would eat a full rotisserie chicken. <laughs> that perfectly checks out to the, like, version of him I have in my head. Because he's that kind of guy who'd be like... I'm just eating for nutrients and this it's is the most efficient way meal. to get my nutrients. Like very that. Ew. But you would. One <laughs> thousand percent. He's so. Hey, big. we all have to get our nutrients somehow. 
What? <laughs> Nothing. I'm not repeating that. Huh? What'd you say? Right. Right. I just came back from visiting my family, and my 15-year-old brother loves to do this thing. It's called gaslighting. He <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start him early. He'll say something like, like, we were like, go try this pair of pants on. We were in a thrift store. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do I, I need to ask somebody? And I'll be like, probably. I don't know. Like, go figure it out. Like, you're 15. You can figure it out, Love right? Love it. And he'll be like, huh? And I'll be like. Pretending he didn't hear you? Go ask that lady right there. And he'll be like, oh, what? And that'll, <laughs> so go, that'll go on for as long as like. And like, if you don't know him, you would think that he genuinely doesn't know what's happening mm-hmm. he's doing it on purpose yeah that's <laughs> amazing and i just did it to you so love it <laughs> speaking of gaslighting Ooh. there are two people who have been gaslighting us for a very long time and that would be paul mezcal and daisy edgar jones okay it was one photo no but that one photo doesn't confirm anything. Sent me on a little bit of a journey <laughs> okay. and go with me here. <laughs> so, Paul has a Finsta, if you don't know. How do you know? Have you seen it? Yeah. So, it's basically, it's not a Finsta, it's not private, but it's like not, doesn't have like, it's not like his name. How so, do you, you know kind it's him? of wouldn't know. It's the, it says his, his tag is big. Red peddler. And it's kind of like a, I'll show Kai, but it's basically like his like photography account. How do we know this is it? Because like he's followed by the people and he posts from it. And it's funny because occasionally he'll post like he's listening to like a Mitski song and then he'll post, yeah, this picture of Phoebe Bridgers on film from 2022. (laughs) And... On this page yesterday, he posted a picture of him and Daisy Edgar Jones, with whom he starred in Normal People, the notoriously horny Hulu drama series. It's been a while since I've given a Hulu show a try. Have you seen Normal People? (laughs) No. Isn't Normal People... I think you would like it. From... Wasn't it written by someone that wrote a book? Mm -hmm. Well, it's based on the book... Normal people by Sally Rooney. Who also wrote Conversations with Friends. Mm-hmm. That's in my Audible like saved wish list, whatever. Yeah. I liked Conversations with Friends actually. Um, but something about normal people is like So I should do that one first. It hits. Okay. So we posted a picture of them. I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. They're like kind of squatting. She is like kind of leaning into him. She's wearing like a short dress. And this doesn't confirm anything. Nothing. But I was like <laughs> Not they have been what? Not a thing. <laughs> they have been trolling us uh-huh. for so long. But then I was like, okay, I kind of have this belief that like if people are gonna date, they would have dated, you know? And if people are just friends, Not necessarily. they're just gonna be friends. You've never like maintained a friendship with someone that you could have dated, but you just didn't. Right, but then I just then I just don't and then they're it doesn't my mean friend. it's off the table forever. That's what I feel, actually. Like, you if, think it's off the table forever if you never... Yeah. Really? Uh, that's what I think. Oh. But... We move through this world very differently. <laughs> um, I'm basically like, if you don't want to date me right away, or if I don't want to date you right away, like, it's not happening. But that's how I approach everything a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was thinking... Okay. Why did they not date? 
Then because I was going down a rabbit hole. They were hole. coworkers. They were coworkers, but by when they met mm-hmm. in the set of normal people, and when you watch the show, their chemistry is right because they're good actors. I've actually never seen either of them act ever, but I assume. But because y'all lose the, your mind over this man, he better be a good actor. Something is hits. he a good actor? Yes, compar- okay. he's a great. <laughs> Actor, he actually does a like an amazing job in that show. Okay, but their chemistry is like there's something like insane about it. It's like truly, truly insane. Something to tickle the old pickle too on the way absolutely, into the city. absolutely. But when they met, so normal people started shooting in 2019. Who were they dating outside? At that time, Paul, I believe, was single. Okay, but Daisy had a boyfriend. She was dating somebody who was in Game of Thrones. Who? Some guy. He's not important. Erasing men's history. <laughs> He's not important. He's a. I took like screenshots, but I like don't have his name. You really did this. Can um, I see a picture of him? Yeah, he's like a nice-looking, like ginger guy. So they dated from 2018, quarantined together in 2020, but then broke up at the end of 2020. I have no idea who that man is. Same. He's not relevant. Sorry to this man. So they, they broke up end of 2020. Okay. After Normal People had been shot, wrapped, had premiered in April of 2020. Okay. And Meanwhile. And then the world got hold and was like, no kiss. Yes. Got it. But at that time, she was dating someone. And then, very important. Okay. Meanwhile, <laughs> Paul Mescal and Phoebe Bridgers started tweeting at each other. Sure. In May 2020, after Phoebe watched Normal People and, like, Paul said that Phoebe Bridgers was in his, like, top Spotify wrapped. So they start flirting via Twitter. They do this, like, horny Instagram live. Phoebe is just like us. She's just like us. Because over the past year and a half, there have been instances of her being, like, really normal and not above it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, this man is hot. Okay. I'm going to, like, thirst tweet at him. Right. And... We would too. Then they started dating okay. in 2020. That's the difference. <laughs> right? Right? Right. And so Phoebe and Paul, okay, so Phoebe and Paul start dating like summer 2020. Daisy and her man break up end of 2020. Okay. So they, they kind of don't just they miss each other. other. And isn't that how life goes? So then Phoebe and Paul are together mm. for about two years. Okay. They break up end of 2022. That's sad. And she starts dating Bo Burnham. Phoebe, not... Phoebe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so was confirmed? Then, huh? That was confirmed? Yes. Are they still together? Mm-hmm. Love. So we love that, and Bo I kind Burnham's of... huge. I kind of, like, like that for them. Right. As much as I, like, love Paul Mescal, I'm like, Phoebe and Bo no, work Bo together. Burnham could also get it separately. 1,000%. Right. Why separately? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> So also, it's really important to keep in mind. Right. Really important to keep in mind. There's a lot of important things. Do you Have you watched the show Fleabag? I've seen, yeah. I've okay. seen, okay, not finished. I'm still in season one. You need to watch I'm season aware. two. Okay. I'm aware. Because Paul and Daisy yeah. did a couple's costume in Halloween 2022 where they are Fleabag and the Hot Priest. With the gerbil. And at this point... It was like we didn't know if Phoebe and Paul were still together. But if when you watch season two, you will know that this couple also has insane chemistry. So I'm like, if my man did a couple's costume. The the issue with that statement is they're not together at that point. There's no way. No. 
I see what you, I, do I you see, see. Just come on, just come on the journey two with months, me. I walk into your little life and you, and you are Charlie Day with the strings on the wall. <laughs> just come with me on this journey. Okay. So then I realized that now, 2023, uh-huh. is the first time the since they've time. met that they've both been single at the same time. So are they dating? If they did, you kind of want to give it a shot? Wouldn't you be curious? Wouldn't you be a little bit curious? Both of them are insanely attractive people. And they're both successful. If you had filmed a a TV show with someone where you had to film like 500 sex scenes with them. You think they saw each other naked on set? At least like with a little, you know how they do like the little like modesty, like pickle sock? The little sock, yeah. And the little teeny tiny, like, V. The C cup? fabric covering your vagina. Yeah. You can kind of, like, get the picture. And something about acting, let me let you in a little secret from a former actor. I'm scared. (laughs) There's a certain degree of. Is this SpongeBob and Ariana Grande dating the lead man? No. Zendaya Tom Holland. But we applaud that one. Okay. Just let me say what I'm going to say. Okay, sorry. And you can make the connection (laughs) to whatever couples. (laughs) I think the reason why so many actors date each other on set, because it's like, there's a certain amount of like, yes, professionalism. I've been in scenes with people where I'm making out with them and I feel nothing. We're just going through the motions. We are being professional. We are playing a role. Just because my character is feeling something does not mean I am personally feeling it. However, mm-hmm. there are moments where, because, like, sometimes your brain, body, emotions get a little confused. Sure. And sometimes you are just two human beings in this scenario. Sometimes feelings, I've been- you can kind of get the little bit of a tingle. <laughs> and it's almost... A little bit better. Oh. If you do. Oh. Because it's like a little bit real. It's not necessary, but it's like the the difference between like, oh, do you want to be like a purely method actor? Is that important? Is it not? But it's a little bit blurrier. Sure. Just two people in a situation together. So we think they're together now. And if they are, the world is happy. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. I will, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. Yeah. Is it not more exciting and titillating to want them to be together, but they're like, like the tension is what, what is it exciting about yes. it? Yes. So yeah. if they finally get together, don't they lose that? Not for their um, sake. For everyone else, it's like yeah. you spinning your wheels at midnight, <laughs> connecting these dots. Yeah. I mean, I just that, love that, that little joy. Yeah. But it would still make me happy. And then I would be like, oh, my God, they're pictured at this event. But yeah, once like it was confirmed that Phoebe and Belle were together, I'm like, oh, OK. Was it confirmed? It was confirmed basically because Keith Urban posted. That's not confirmation. Stop. Let me finish. <laughs> I saw the video. Let me finish. Posted a video of at the Taylor Swift era's tour of Phoebe and Bo making out in the background. Right. 
So that is like they're together. And since then there have been numerous like fan videos of them, of him like going to all of her tour stops with Boy Genius and then like making out backstage. They might not be in a relationship. This is Taylor Swift and what's his face? Rat Boy. Natty Healy. Right. It's been longer though for mm. Phoebe and Bo. Hmm. <laughs> all of this to say. <laughs> all of this to say. What are you saying? What do you have to say? I'm all ears. I think they're together. Okay, where? Or, or at least there's something little, something, something going on. Something, something. It's fun. Celebrities are just like us. They're literally not. But like they, this like this kind of like human stuff. Sure. Like even celebrities yes, have are. situationships. Agreed. You know? And I, I think there's there a lot of people, they want to put people together like like celebrity matchmaker. I've never seen that show. I don't know how that works actually. I'm they want to put two celebrities together and be like, oh, Kissed. we had a part in this. Mm-hmm. We knew that it was happening and now it's. <laughs> people are nosy. People are just mm-hmm. nosy. People. And also like <laughs> the way that I'm obsessed with doing this, like in my real life though, too. Oh, do you do this with your friend? Do you ever have like a spidey sense that a couple broke up and then you have to like go on their Instagram and look to Only see if they're still together? Only when I brought up their name already and then the, the room gets silent. <laughs> Sometimes I literally out of nowhere will like think of something and be like, oh my God, I have to like look it up. You know when you, you like, you're catching up with a, a friend from a long time ago and you haven't seen them in a while mm-hmm. and you don't know if you should bring up the person's name just in case they might have broken up? I will bring it up. Period. You'll be like, how is so-and-so? Yeah, I want to know. At the no, beginning no, of the no, dinner no. party. Actually, I will have already known before I even meet them if they're together or not. Because I will have figured it out. <laughs> I like, I'm, I, this is like a part of my skill set. Okay. I used to do this like at, when I worked at the reality TV production company when we were casting. This was your job though. No, but it would be like a little bit like self, you know, self-directed mm. work where I would like figure out, I'd, like I'd like look up all the people who had applied and be like, oh, he actually has a girlfriend because I went in his tagged photos and scrolled down and he was in this no, picture with this I girl. I remember them explicitly asking you to do this for a job. For because your... I had a, a knack for it. Sure. There is working with entertainment, the mm-hmm. entertainment industry, there is an actual like career benefit to being able to figure out who is dating who, who is sober, who is like, these people don't like each other. These people are friends. These people would be good in a room together. Yes. That's a real like skill. And I'm missing that. I'm missing that a little bit. I also was so good at that on dating apps. Give me somebody's first name. And nothing else. I will find them. Sure. It was like, it, it was to the point where like. I, I, I think I'm good at it. And then. I'm not the worst at it. Yeah, you, yeah. <clears throat> but I also like, I can't find some people that I know and have hung out with mm. because their name is like Eric or something like right. that. Right. Right. It'd be like this guy's first name would be like Jack. Right. But he, if he had a picture and like a football jersey, that all I need to find his high school, college, current job, place where he lived. Like it's... I, excuse me, I think I could, I think I get bored. If, if I can't find you on Instagram, mm. I'll type in Google and usually go to yeah. LinkedIn. If there's nothing off of that, I'll like, I'll look at like the social media accounts 
If there's nothing, I'm, I'm giving up. You don't exist anymore online. I'm very nosy, and I wonder if that will make me a good therapist or not. Do you think you are going to be a good, better, or worse off at being a therapist because of this podcast? Mm. Have we added to your skill set in any way? Yeah. In what way? Asking questions that move the conversation forward mm. or get somebody to elaborate. I generally think I'm a like an easy, You're, like you don't have to prod it out of me. I don't have to prod it out of right. you. But, yeah, I guess like conversational skills. Okay. It makes me like think about stuff in a more meta way than okay. I maybe would otherwise. Um, it's given me like a lot of insight because we talk about the like developmental stages a lot. Mm -hmm. So being able to like examine how we have moved through different stages of our like young adulthood, it's, you know, maybe going to help me like know what to look out for mm. in other people. I don't know. We are all in fact living the same life. Exactly. So, but it also might hurt me if any of my clients ever find this. You think this, I still think it's going to help <laughs> or be uh, like a net zero. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll hurt you. Cause I guess I found my, um, my previous therapist because she was on a podcast talking about Vanderpump rules. And we also, we all tend to believe that like we're more fucked up than everyone else around us. Yeah. They're coming to you cause they need therapy. And because they yeah. also like really want to talk about Paul Mescal and Phoebe Bridgers. Exactly. All that stuff. Um, anything else you want to chit chat about? Nor. Nor. I just got off the road and I parked on your street mm -hmm. and I need to go cuddle my kitty. Oh. Actually a cat, not, it's not a euphemism. <laughs> but if it was. <laughs> you know what my goal for this week? Beyonce outfit. You don't have one yet? No. Girl. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second. Mine came in at fits. I thought <clears throat> I thought I knew what I was gonna wear. Okay. I was like, I'm gonna wear my like my classic sparkly top from Urban Outfitters. Right. It never does me dirty. That has gotten you through so many concerts. But then Emily Ballmeyer, <clears throat> she texts us images of our night out that she had taken on film. Like from the, we went out for New Year's. Yeah. I'm wearing the sparkly top. She texts me pictures from when we went to Boy Genius together. Right. right. Wearing the exact same top. Right. And then I was like, do I really only have like one? What's wrong with that? Concert top. No, we love someone with like a consistent bit. We do. <laughs> like, am I really that girl? Um, <laughs> so I think I'm just going to do a little like, there's a lot of like fun shops on Santa Monica. We mm. could thrift shop. We could go to one of those like scary sex shops that I never want to go into and okay. see if there's something sparkly. Um, All yeah. I know is the theme is silver chrome disco realness and will you be following actually me? for the first night yes the second yeah. night i'm wearing cobalt blue it's like a bright blue uh -huh. head to toe but i'll have like silver accents totally i have like a really good like get silver my nails done too. eyeshadow we can we can do some we got accessorize because miss yance decided to change the fucking dress code <laughs> Two weeks, not even two weeks, a week before the concert. <laughs> it was, was so rude. It's also funny because like I think like she probably knows that her fans 
will have been planning. Right. People have been making their outfits for literal months. And for her to say, I need you to dress this specific <laughs> way, that's rude. Yeah. As if we yeah. weren't going to come dressed up anyway. Totally. Never have I ever stressed so much about what I'm going to wear at a concert before this. Mm-hmm. Before it was like, look nice. Because like you might take a picture, you might like, I don't yeah. know why, but like you want to look nice when you go to a concert. Mm-hmm. This is a costume. <laughs> this is, yeah. Um, and I'm a little bit like, I, I think I'm, I'm really excited. I'm a little bit less stressed than I was for Taylor because Taylor fans scare me in a way that it, fans No, I agree with don't. that. You know, right. like I kind of, I'm like. One feels a little more welcoming. Yeah, and like I kind of know that like everybody's going to like turn it out and like. I'm a little intimidated because of that, Hmm. but I don't think that a bunch of 15 year old girls are going to trample me to death. No. No. So, but yeah, gotta. So that's this week's goal. To do list. I have to make it through work. You do. (laughs) Sunday scaries hitting. They hit right now, right right here, right now. Um, (laughs) But as always. Pleasure talking with you. Oh my god! <laughs> Should we shake hands? <laughs> pleasure chatting. Pleasure chatting. Hey, with the you. pleasure is mine. And you coming here directly from Fresno? Yeah. Your commitment to this Outing podcast. Out of my birthplace right now is sinister, but it's not going next. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you liked this pod, give us a subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold, and give us a five star rating and review. Sure. We need a little more enthusiasm. We need a little more. Pod. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And I I also hope that you would share this with a friend. Yeah. Send this to someone that you care about. Send this to someone you don't care about. And I also. This episode should rekindle your relationship with an enemy. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. That's a funny idea. Okay. Thank you for this. We have um, a TikTok at NoFucksPod, Instagram at NoFucksPod. We have not posted on Instagram, not to not to like start a fight or anything, but like we just just hold us accountable. Mm. We have not posted on Instagram in a long time. We also haven't posted on TikTok in a long time. More threads or or threads. Stop. Just look, we. Hey, if we promise to get on it, will you promise to send this to a friend? No, exactly. How about that? Exactly. Like the audience needs to like, we need to it's almost a new the month. It is. It's Virgo season. It's the season to get our lives in order. Yeah. If you will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, going away, gave me a new perspective on life. Give me the time to really think and, and like parse through what's really important. And to this me. happened because you went to, to Fresno. <laughs> I will you in your own home. So foul. <laughs> <laughs> we put um, out new episodes every other Tuesday. And love you guys. Uh, you can send us an email uh, at nofuckspot. Nope, nofuckspot at gmail.com. Go to our website, nofuckspot.com. And so on and so forth. Thanks, guys. Yeah. On that note, I don't think I have any follow up questions. I don't think I have any follow up questions either. Bye. Bye.